Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the Yahoo Sports College Podcast with Dan Wetzel. Actually, go to your boss. You know what? This year, I want to work Thursday. I, I, <laughs> I'm not obsessed with college basketball and day drinking and gambling. <laughs> Pete Thamel. Any listeners uh, who, who are hearing this who can confirm the very sad story of the demise of Ricky Broussard's finger and will forgive us <laughs> for perhaps chuckling about it. And SI's Pat Forty. We should all aspire to be a fired Kansas athletic administrator. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Uh, we're taping this on Thursday, uh, as Pat Forty noted in a tweet. One of the great days in college basketball. Obviously not as famous as the first Thursday or any of that. Thursday of championship week, 57 games today. Well, at least that was what was scheduled. We'll get to the one that just got canceled. Yeah. But 57. Like, it was like 1130. There's like West Virginia, Oklahoma State on TV. Like, that's a pretty damn good game. Yeah. I was like, wow. Awesome day. Uh, this is when the the real fans differentiate themselves from the, the amateur hour that happens next. <laughs> Although it's not next Thursday. Nothing's happening. Do not take that day off. Yeah, right. Do not be the sucker that took the day off when there's no games. Consult the schedule. Consult the schedule before asking your boss. And it actually go to your boss who may not know that much. You know what? This year I want to work Thursday. I, I, I'm not obsessed with college basketball and day drinking and gambling. <laughs> he might be impressed and not know that you really gave up nothing. Say, I, I care about our company. So I'm working today on Thursday. Now, Friday, don't bother me. Ask your significant other to go apple picking during <laughs> bye week for your team, right? Maybe <laughs> like that's, that's, you know what? I don't want to watch football today. Let's <laughs> let's do something together. Strategic selflessness. Yes. Let's ride bikes with little baskets in the front. <laughs> I think apple picking was invented just to get guys to not watch football. Because <laughs> honestly, I like apples. I eat apples, you know, pretty frequently. I have two, three apples yeah. a week. But they're picked for you. Like, why do you need to go pick them? It doesn't make any not sense. Not expensive. Like, you're not really saving much money. No, no, they're you're not, not expensive. You're buying way too many apples, and you're making apple fritters and apple crisp and apple dumplings. Oh, that's too much apple. I like my apple. Maybe a little bit of almond butter, but like, don't make me go do the work. Right? We do. We so many. It is backbreaking, for- backbreaking labor to reach up and pull that apple and then put it in a bag or a box or whatever. Backbreaking. It's, it's a, a scam. scam. Drive to the farm. <laughs> It's a scam. You get you to pay to do their work for them. Yes. Yes. 
When I go to Subway, they don't let me behind the counter. Make your own sandwich. Here's all the crap. I'm sure you've probably asked. The one in Rio, they might have let you behind the counter at Subway. I would love to go back there. Anyway, yeah, I'm an Apple. I'm a, I'm a, I fell for the old marketing plan. Apple a day keeps the doctor away. With all-time great marketing lines. Hey, Duke season ended. Everyone can celebrate. Duke lost to COVID. It's the first time COVID was victorious and America celebrated. The old 16 seed came in. Coach yeah. K, stellar record in, in postseason play has been ruined by COVID. COVID protocol cost Duke to knock out of the ACC tournament. They were going to play Florida State. They're probably going to get house. But if they didn't, they were probably in the NCAA basketball tournament. They were 40 good minutes away today, basically. They beat Florida State. I think they would have been in. And now they are out, period, season over. Quite a little stratagem by Duke that backfired uh, rather badly. They, you know, They were commuting between Durham and Greensboro, between games. They were trying to keep their team safe from COVID by staying. They were staying in a hotel in Durham and commuting back and forth to Greensboro. Lo and behold, they're the team that tests positive. Maybe they should have stayed at the hotel in Greensboro. Oh, that was their trick, huh? This is yeah. peak 2021. We're second-guessing COVID strategies. There you are. <laughs> we Forget are. if they should have gone zone in the second half. <laughs> they should have stayed in a different uh, a different place to uh, avoid COVID. I, I just know that it, this this loss uh, of this game is going to end up on Pete Goddard's record anyway, so I'm not I'm not oh. worried about it. Ooh, How about a shot? There'll always be an asterisk, though. It's kind of a good way to lose. <laughs> wow, well, we were just getting it together. It's like there's oh, like yeah. ten coaches I've talked to in the last year. Like we could, we were going to win 2020. We oh, had yeah. the oh, team. Yeah. My team was peaking. I had everybody was winning the national championship last year. Sure, sure. Always easy to claim one if you don't have to actually go out and prove it. Here's the fear. Obviously, Duke potentially being a bubble team, all this, ACC, blah, blah, blah. How terrified are we this is going to happen next week? Sure. I mean. I mean, if you're Sweet 16, Elite Eight, God forbid, Final Four title game. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of thought at the end, like with in the NFL, they just like just stop testing. <laughs> at this point, Mahomes gets it. Mahomes gets it. Yeah. Right. We don't want to obviously know. not how Dr. Fauci would would approve. <laughs> I know I'm being terrible, but thoughts on how we're going to do this in a week, because there's no more turning back. Although, aren't they going to have like like stand in teams? Mm-hmm. Like jump you in? could be one of those, right, Pat? Yeah, but I mean, they've already said their season's over. They have okay. they have announced. Yeah. It. Yeah. Oh, they said the press release. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I'm not sure that whether they could have or not. I mean, like the NCAA rule for the tournament, you got to have seven days of negative tests. I mean, I guess they could get those under the wire. Oh, yeah. But but that's the thing for everybody. You know, I mean, if you win your conference tournament, you're still sitting there with sweaty palms like, holy cow. OK, now we've got our chance, but we've got to test negative for seven straight days to get in this tournament. So it's going to be a little bit of tension. And yeah, I mean, yes, they're going to have four stand-in teams supposedly like at the ready for the first round. If somebody somebody tests out, if a team tests out, they're going to supposedly have those teams ready. After the first round, though, it's forfeit city if you're if you uh, test positive. And, you know, I, I the one thing I don't fully get is like, I mean, the reports were that one Duke player tested positive and maybe this is a Durham County thing where that means that they contact traced everybody and they're just shut down. 
But I think from the NCAA tournament standpoint, they're looking at it like, yeah, you could have a couple people test positive and still be able to play. So, you know, we'll have to see how that's actually going to play out in Indy. But uh, absolutely, that is going to be the biggest concern is, is who's playing, who's not, who's testing positive, who's not. You know, it's a, a bizarre thing. I just kind of came to realize in, in the last 48 hours. Uh, I was just talking to uh, the immortal Hartford coach, John Gallagher, one of the great characters in college basketball. They play Saturday morning at 11 against UMass Lowell America East title game. Both teams will have their bags packed and need to leave at 5 o'clock to Indianapolis. Yeah. So basically, it's going to be purgatory week in Indianapolis next week. You're going to have all these teams. Now, they're going to practice and everything like that. But it's just basically all these teams are going to rush to Indianapolis to sit there for a week. It's a, it's a really, really bizarre dynamic if, if, if you think about it. Like, we're going to go to this. We've all been to downtown Indianapolis, the hotels between the Combine and the Final Four and going to the NCAA and all that stuff over the years. We've, we, I, would, I would think that between the three of us, we've probably spent a combined year of our lives in those blocks of, uh, of Indianapolis. Uh, Absolutely. Pat, you've had swimming there, I think, right? Yeah, I've, I've probably spent two years of my life there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's just – but you, you like – it's like this, like, Sim City, but you can't go anywhere. Right. It's like you can't go to St. Elmo's. You can't go to there was a noodles and company that's gone now that I frequented there many, many, many times over the uh, over the years. So it's just like you're just like in these little like hotel fortresses, the JW, the regular Marriott, the uh, Sheridan Hilton. But nobody can go anywhere. It's just it, like it's just really strange to me. I don't, I don't know. Oh, it's going to be like if you're on a team that makes a deep run, you are literally you're going from a hotel room to a gym to a hotel room and that's all you're doing for weeks. I mean, they don't even want people to go out and walk the streets, you know, the players, the coaches. So that, I mean, they're, you're going to be going crazy, but yeah, to your point about, I, I watched, uh, Iona yesterday, Rick Pitino took down the number one seed and they were saying on the broadcast that Pitino <laughs> showed up for the Mac tournament with like tons of luggage. Uh, first of all, he likes clothes, but secondly, he's packed for if they're going to Indianapolis, and who knows how long they could be there? I, you would think one game, but that Rick isn't thinking that way. So Rick, like, is packed for a month to go on the road. That's the way these teams got to be thinking. It's like we we are leaving campus and we ain't coming back if we're going to Indy. I, I wonder though, like, if you're going to you're America East champ, are you really at the like the JW Marriott downtown? Or are you getting like Homewood <laughs> Suites Greenwood? <laughs> <laughs> that is a good question. Who gets which uh, lodging? But. Uh, mm. Yeah, because that JW is really nice, and yeah. it's a distant second there. I mean, all the hotels are fine. We're we're not complaining about that. But the JW is a cut above. The oh rest yeah, of those hotels in Indy. Yeah, that was the aspirational media hotel. We didn't get it, of course. Well, I don't know. It's going to be certainly going to be interesting. I mean, I I think staying in one place actually, it's not that long. It's I mean, they do these ones where you got to fly all over, right? And then back to campus to pretend you're going to class for two weeks. For two days, which is, you know, go back to campus to drink. <laughs> yeah, you go back and finally, like, you know, especially some of these guys like that one, you know, the one fellow student who wouldn't uh, look at you all season. I'll say, hey, I saw you on CBS. On, <laughs> yeah, you know, now you know, that's that's what we're doing. I, I Indy's fine. I think yeah, no, the problem like you're right. It's not that long. It's not that bad a place to go. But you literally can't go outside well, like that, that I mean, would get old. That's what they're going to do. That's, I mean, I don't think these guys have been going that much. I don't know what. Who knows? They got to make this thing work, man. We need one shining moment. <laughs> <laughs>
The NCAA needs their $800 million that they didn't get last year. Yeah. How weird has it been for you this week, Pat, uh, to not be at a conference tournament? Oh, it's it's stunk. You know, I don't I don't like it. Um, you know, I, 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 I was toying with all kinds of ideas. I'll I'll drive over to St. Louis for the Missouri Valley final. No, no, I'm not going to do that. That's, that's not going to be worthwhile. You know, I, I'll go up to the Big Ten. No, I'm going to already be in Indy for three weeks. So, you know, it's it's it has not been uh, enjoyable. But, you know, the one good thing is at least you do get to see what's going on everywhere. One, you, you went to the Big Ten tournament a bunch of years when it was dreadfully boring, when it was oh. like a rock fight league. And this is actually the one year the yeah. Big Ten tournament is like Chris Holtman gave me a great quote the other day. He said, the Big Ten in basketball is like the SEC in football now. It's deep, but they're fun teams too. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. They're, they're wide open. They play. It's, it's awesome, awesome elite basketball. And uh, yeah, that's a bummer. Uh, a bummer. You don't. Uh, you don't get to go. So I used to go when I worked at the New York Times. I would always go to the MAC title game on Monday. I went in Buffalo. I went in Albany. Other places. And then the Big East tournament for a while started on Tuesday when they had sixteen teams. So it would be like. You know, South Florida was playing, uh, I don't even know, West Virginia on Tuesday night. And it was like literally all day basketball, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. By the time Friday came, it was like a day off. And, and Friday is the best day at the Big East. You got the semifinals, the gardens popping. You know, you're having like UConn, Syracuse, Georgetown, Villanova, like in big time games. They were, uh, you know, so th- this week is is one of the best in, uh, in, in college sports. I did go to... Bryant University, it was Bryant College when Dan and I were growing up, but it's Bryant University now uh, in Smithfield, Rhode Island on Tuesday night. And I watched Mount St. Mary's upset, fourth seed Mount St. Mary's upset Bryant. It was a great game, a great coaching job by Dan Engelstadt, who who had an undermanned team and didn't really have the better team and figured out a way to plod the game and win. I think the thing I will remember about it more than anything like 20 years from now is it was so empty in the gym. Like, it was just dead empty. There were just some media, some administrators. Like, Dan's wife couldn't even go. Um, I mean, they they were hard and fast on that rule. So Bryant has a, a little Bulldog live mascot. Tapper, I believe it is. It's like, it, it looks just like the Butler mascot. It's like a great facsimile. It's like the smartest job to rip off the Butler mascot. Butler Blue is like the most adorable thing ever. So at one point, uh, a Mount St. Mary's guy was on the line and the dog barked. <laughs> you could just like hear it. Like it was like <laughs> the entire gym. And again, there's probably 70 people, right? Including players. Everybody just cracked up because <laughs> it was just so empty in the, uh, in the gym, which... I'd be curious if you guys, I know Dan did one year went to like eight conference championship games in seven days or something like that. Like there's nothing better than a slow major, mid-major home venue for a conference tournament title game. Like just phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Just it, it's ESPN's the, there. Yes. The first yeah. time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's the best. So I was sad for the good people at Bryant that they got robbed of that night. Because that's yeah. a night you remember years from now in college, the energy in the gym. You can't replicate that. Like, it's just so much different. Um, and it's really, to me, like kind of the essence of college basketball. So I just want to bring that up. I was uh, thrilled to go to the game, thrilled to be at a game. Uh, you, you, you remind how lucky we are to do this for a living. But uh, there was just something when I left there that night. I was like, man, you, you know, they would have been in the stands hours early. Let's just say primed up and ready to go, the student section. And just that kind of like coursing energy that, you know, that was storm the floor. Like, yeah, it was it was a bummer. And I look forward to uh, being at one of those games in 2022. I did used to go 
CBS Sports on him for years at Yahoo too. I would start, I don't know where, and sometimes drive a lot of it, fly, like start at the Missouri Valley, spend basically 10 days on the road. I've been to a lot of conference tournaments, been to the MAC four or five times. And he, I, to it's me, the, the double big, A MAC, we should probably for our football the Mac, uh, listeners. Yeah, yes. Yes. The MAC. <laughs> the I've been Mac to the MAC Peters too. I've Kinesis. been to the one in Cleveland. Yes. Been in yeah. Cleveland, Missouri Valley, 810, whatever. You name it, I think I've been to them. Uh, I don't, I've never been to like the WCC or some of the West Coast ones, but it was all. And then you'd slip in a Duke Carolina game. It was great. It was phenomenal. Big South. But yeah, every time you play that, the, it means so much to these players to get in and so much of the campus and so much of these coaches and you're just not getting that opportunity. Look, I feel bad for the Duke kids, right? But you know what? They also got to, you know, even the seniors. Well, you got to play with Zion Williamson and Cam Reddish and he's, you had different moments. Like, this is it, man. Right? Kid you talked about from Mount St. Mary's, you know, went, entered high school at four foot nine. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Four foot nine, he was a freshman in high school and he's starring on national. Like, just, and his, his backstory is, you know, tragic and, and great redemptive story. Just phenomenal. Like, that is so great. And I loved writing all those stories. And no matter how tired you got on that trip, and I, I'm going to admit, this is not coal mining. I'm not, but day after day after day, you're in another city. Okay. Right. It, yeah. it, it can wear is, on. You were in bed by 11 every night and didn't go out sure. drinking with all the staffs yeah. who just won never. the championship. Never. Game. Never. So, never. Yeah. No. <laughs> if I wasn't a drunk, I would have been much more restful, but I wasn't. So you're driving and all this. But no, like, even if you're a little bit like, all right, a little way, man, you walk in the gym. And and, and I, I've always thought the Big East tournament is the best one. I, you know, I know other people have different opinions, but to me, you're in Manhattan, the old Big East and, and now the new, even when they got too expansive, like it mattered. You had these epic games like that, that six overtime, you know, I, UConn, Syracuse. You, you could sit there and write like seven columns in a day. Yeah. You know, sure. it was just, it was just so phenomenal. And they, they did such a great job. They still do a great job with the Big East. Uh, but it's just, it's, it's where basketball 100% matters. There's nobody in the stands discussing football recruiting. You know, I've always <laughs> said like, we were at a final four once and Florida was going for its like second title in a row. And, and I, it was like, if Tebow, I think Tebow was at Florida then it was like, if Tebow starts working out a, a, a wide receiver recruit in the parking lot outside, <laughs> half these fans would go out to watch that. Hey, you can't, when Villanova's playing St. John's man is all we got. So, um, it is, it is a, a great week and it's not the same, but Hey, it's better than last year when you're pulling people off courts and no one knows what's going on. And man, I remember a year ago, I flew, I had to go to Texas for something. I'm flying down. I talking to an NBA scout in the morning is texting me. I'm literally just about to get on my flight. And he says, uh, man, our team just pulled all our scouts off the road mm -hmm. and they were going to be at, you know, eight different, you know, it's an NBA team. They got their staff and everything. I was like, really? And that night, they canceled the NBA. Like they, they, they shut down the NBA and they yep. were pulling in these co college pass. It was like, it just happened so quickly that it went from, like it was, it was bare. Remember the Ivy league canceled. Everyone was ripping them. Yeah. Like in, in late February, like, Oh, that's extreme. That's that's yeah. Yeah. yeah and then they canceled South by Southwest in Texas. Everyone flipped out like, Oh my yep. God. How many people would have died at that event? Oh. Like, oh. you know, it just at back then when, the spread was so high and nobody yeah. was nobody knew how to handle this thing. But it was just like 
it went, it was getting like, oh, this is a problem. Then all of a sudden it was like cliff fell out. It was yeah. like 9 a.m. We're pulling everyone off the road. I'm like, wow. And then by 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., it's like, there's no more NBA. I was like, wow, that uh, that was 10 hours ago that I was surprised that so-and-so wasn't, you know, but crazy no year. Anything. And I'm yeah. glad. I'll no, take this. I was, I, was, uh, I was in Indy last year for the Big Ten Tournament. And uh, I was at St. Elmo that night, the, like the first, you know, the first round games, 12 against 13 or whatever. And uh, eating dinner and you look up at the screen and Fred Hoiberg is like visibly ill on the bench. You're like, oh, no. Oh, boy. And then it turns out he wasn't COVID, but you're thinking we're in trouble here. And I remember going to Banker's Life Fieldhouse the next morning, eat a little bit and go out to the court. Michigan and Rutgers are warming up. It's 11.30. The game's going to start at noon. Uh, the, the gym's empty, and that's the first time you're like, wow, this is really weird, and eventually it would become, you know, normal. But uh, thinking how strange it was, and then all of a sudden some staff guy from Banker's Life with a, you know, blue blazer comes out, and it's just like, everybody go to the locker room, go to the locker room, go to the locker room, go to the locker room. It's like, what just happened? Oh, they just canceled the tournament. And then you're like, the ACC just canceled. The Big 12 just canceled. And I said, it was kind of like an earthquake. Like, you, you feel the ground moving beneath your feet. And you're like, what, what is really happening here? Like, oh, my gosh, everything is shutting down right now. Really strange day. I was supposed to go out west to the Pac-12, or the WCC and then the Pac-12. And then we were going to do our uh, our Yahoo tournament show from Vegas. So I was like... I was going to go on a Tuesday morning and then catch the WCC uh, that day. And Monday night, Verizon just wiped all corporate travel. So I was like, oh, okay. And so I actually went to uh, BC spring practice on Tuesday because I was home and I didn't have, you know, I was not planning to be there. So I was like, I'll go over and see these guys. And I remember standing with uh, Jason Baum, the SID, and a couple ops people and somebody's phone buzzed. And they're like, man, the Ivy League just canceled the tournament. And I was like, Oh, that's this is like it was just sort of like I was, I was like this is all happening, and then obviously remember watching that day. Pat talked about, and then remember the Big East played like the first half. Of yeah, some sort of that was, was like the, the joke is like they left Val Ackerman off the text chain or whatever. Yes, like, yes, exactly. You know? And it was just like so awkward, you know. Like, yeah. it was just like ooh. it was all just sort of like un unfurling, and then late in the week. And then that week when they canceled the tournament, I think it was Thursday, right? Yeah. Thursday. They did. And this is like shows how much we didn't know about COVID at the time. I went to BU that afternoon to Boston University and they had media availability because they had won the Patriot League the night before. And I don't think I actually think I was in my car leaving BU when they canceled the tournament. But it was just like, you know, here's this. It was a good story. And they won. And. And that was like the last thing I went to for a very, very long time was went and saw Joe Jones. You feel bad for him because his brother James was a, was going to be in at Yale because they didn't have the tournament. So they gave the bid to them. So there's going to be two brothers. I don't think two brothers ever coached the tournament. Anyway, it was that was a, it was a wild week. Thank thank God we're past that. And I really look forward to 2021, 22 being the uninterrupted season. Right. Like hopefully, God willing, COVID's pat COVID has passed. People are vaccinated. The stands are full in uh, in September uh, at, at college football around the country, and then we can really enjoy the sport. Because I do think, and we've talked about this a little bit, something's missing in college basketball without the fans. Like the, it just there's just that energy that like the, there's a visceral nature to college basketball that makes it unique. And 
you know, the fans are the spectacle in a lot of ways. And so I, I really, uh, that, that's something that's, uh, that's been, that, that's been missing all year. And I can't wait to have that energy back in the gyms. Yeah, no question. The fa- It's just not quite the same without that backdrop. And you watch so many great games and you're like, God, this would just be ah. such a great night for, for the campus. You know, not everything yeah. has to be who wins the title. It's just like, this was a night, I think it was a Bedlam game I was watching. And it's just like, I always love Bedlam. And it just matters so much in Oklahoma and Oklahoma State where they beat each other. And, um, you know, neither one, they, they both have very good programs, but they're rarely winning the title or whatever, uh, or never, right? Neither, neither one's won it in law since Henry Hybo was around, probably. I don't think Oklahoma never won it. But that game, it's just like the whole state stops twice a year, three times a year, basically. And they some baseball and some wrestling and other things, but it just matters so much. And, it, and it, if you've been there, it's just like all encompassing and it doesn't get the hype of like Duke Carolina, but in a lot of ways, it's a bigger deal uh, because everyone's one or the other. So, you know, I, I think this is going to be, I, I just think the whole country is so, the end of the tunnel is so close. And for some people, it already is. A lot of people are vaccinated. A lot of people are double vaccinated. A lot of people have already caught it and really maybe have immunity for a while. The weather's getting better everywhere. Like there is a celebratory mood I sense in the country of just like, we went through hell for a year. Um, A lot of people lost a lot of family and friends. Is sad. A lot of us went through. It's like everyone's just bursting at the seams. And it's like, I actually think this NCAA basketball tournament can really, this was the first, this is really almost the only event we lost. Mm-hmm. The others, the others occurred later in weird yeah. ways. Yep. But, you know, so the NBA finals is in a bubble or the, the you know, the, the Stanley Cup finals is in a, in a, where are they, Edmonton, I think they were, you know. It's weird, but it happened. The Kentucky Derby, weird, but it happened. The Masters, weird, but it happened. We lost this. Yeah. And now it's back. And it's such an American event. And I just think there's going to be a huge outpouring to this and excitement to this because, and there's going to be more people, you know, out watching it in groups, out watching it at bars and restaurants as they more open outdoor venues, whatever it is. You can have small groups at your house. And I think it's just sort of like that first leap you're going to hear. You're already hearing about more like baseball should have fans in the stands. I certainly think like why in next fall wouldn't we have full stands at at most places in college football, if not all of them in the NFL, especially outdoors. I think all of that's happening. I think this is like the start button to that. I think it can kind of play that role. Maybe I'm too optimistic or uh, whatever, but I I think people are fired up for this. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that uh, I, I sense all those same things you're sensing, optimism, excitement, and let's have a communal sporting event for everybody to get interested in and excited about and argue about and bet on and, and you know, cuss out the refs and all that stuff. I, <laughs> I, I, I am totally ready for it, and I think everybody else is, I hope, too. It would be, uh, I was thinking about this uh, a little bit earlier, and uh, we're obviously, we're obviously all be working and it's not happening, but how awesome would it be for the four of us if we were all vaccinated and we had our two weeks gone? To be able to go to a bar somewhere on next Friday at 11 a.m. and belly up mm. with our brackets and, <laughs> you know, perhaps uh, perhaps for some of us, a Gardner Webb wager or two slipped in there <laughs> and just sit there and rip beers and watch college basketball for 12. Like that to me, like the the 
I mean, I love college basketball, so that part is awesome. But like the community part of it and the bar part of it, quite frankly, because I don't think I've ever sat at a bar for a year. Um, that would just be like, like that sounds like a good day. And those days, I are think you're going to see a lot of that. I think you're going to see a lot of that. No, I know. I know. It's, One it's thing awesome. about bar and restaurant industry, they got pummeled. And I feel as yeah. we mm-hmm. needless to say, everyone on this. We've been pleading for more support for bars because we yes. love them. OK, no. <laughs> There can be no denying our love of of small family owned bars in this country. But they one thing they had to adapt was like how to handle that. Like there's more TVs and patios. There's more patios. Yeah, there's more. So even even if you're not willing to go in and in some parts of the country you can go in, they don't full capacity. Man, everybody make their own choices. I'm not here to lecture or one way or the other. But out on a patio watching those games where the whole place is going crazy and now this patio that didn't exist is extended into a street block and we've got 15 TVs. Awesome. Like yes. go out and spend your money. And these people made it, but they're suffering still. Like it's just, I just think this is going to be a huge event, man. It's going to be, it's, you know, Pete, you and I live farther North, but the weather kind of turns in March and you can get a real nice Saturday where you're, you know, that's set that, the, the 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 event begins Friday. The first two rounds are Friday, or the first rounds are Friday and Saturday. So that's Saturday. Yeah, you got games all day, and you don't have to call in. Right. Yeah. No, that's going to be. I, I think gonna bars awesome. are going to be packed to whatever limits their local uh, allow, and I think that's just going to be great. And that's why I think this is going to be a different type of event. Because I think people are so jacked up for it that it's not, and you you lost it. You're not going to be like, oh, that again. I'll, I'll you know, it's like oh, I'm so excited for this. Me and my four friends that haven't gotten together in a year, we're so I think it's going to happen whether people are all vaxxed or not. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, bring it on. All right, one thing I did want to mention in college basketball, which I thought was an interesting little item, my, I wasn't expecting. Okay, so it's a little bit of the business of college basketball, but Michigan State University. Their men's basketball program will now have a presenting sponsor, the Rocket Mortgage, which is the uh, mortgage company owned by Michigan State alum Dan Gilbert, is now the presenting sponsor of MSU uh, Athletics and mainly in basketball, but they will also do football, hockey, uh, women's basketball, some other things. I'm not sure exactly how this is going to go down, but I believe they're going to be called like the MSU Spartans presented by, here it is. The famed men's basketball team will now be known throughout the Breslin Center as MSU Spartans presented by Rocket Mortgage. Wow. Now, if you've ever been to an NBA game, this is there's a presenting sponsor. It, 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 but it's, I've never, I mean, we've seen bowl games become, you know, the Rose Bowl presented by. Oh, we've yeah. seen, I mean, we've seen it all. I've never heard of a team. Now, there's a there's a kind of funny thing here is Gilbert, obviously, is a billionaire rocket mortgage. And then there's Matt Ishbia, who played, who's a walk on on Michigan State's 2000 national championship team, who founded like the semi rival United Wholesale Mortgage. And he became a billionaire this year and he just gave like 30 something million to Michigan State. So we have dueling mortgage (laughs) billionaires trying to outdo each other for Michigan State. And this is why when you tell me Alabama is getting all the recruits, oh, no, they're not. <laughs> no, they're not. If Dan Gilbert and Matt Ishbia team up, the Spartans could land the number one football recruiting class in the country because they got all the money. They got enough to fund a couple teams, all right? But 
Michigan has a name, image, and likeness law. It says student athletes can do this themselves. Rocket Watts, sponsored by, presented by Rocket Mortgage. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you stole Mortgage my line. Watts. Damn it. You nah. stole my line. How about Rocket Mortgage Watts? Yeah. Cry me a river if you dislike this stuff. Because I'm guessing Tom Izzo's probably not really in favor of the player striking deals. <laughs> but love you, Tom, but probably yeah. not. Man, you, you're literally your team now. Yeah. A mortgage That's... company bought the team. <laughs> They'll win more games than this other team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. So I don't blame Gilbert at all. He's a smart man. Yeah, right. Back back a winner. This uh this reminds me of uh, you know, the the bowls, you know, it's like the Rose Bowl presented by Vizio or whatever. And I always laughed when I would read ESPN.com and all the writers would have to put Rose Bowl presented by Vizio oh. in their copy. And Pat probably had to do this for years. Oh, and I'm buddy. sure Pat was okay with it. it, it oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> I, you know, I do the bowl dash every year. And that was the thing. It's like, you must put the full name of the bowl in on the bowl. dash. like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you know, I just, but yes, every freaking year that was, that was the battle. And, and I would not put it in. And then they're like, yes, you have to put it in. <laughs> the other thing this reminds me of is like the, the places where like at Stanford, if you're the OC or the Andrew, Andrew Luck director of offense, <laughs> You know, they were like, you know, somebody's not the athletic director. It's like rich, rich man and woman, you know, like Bill and Joni Smith, director of athletics or or whatever it is. Like, it's just, yeah. College athletics have so long sold out that like trying to keep the money from the players, it's it's become farcical. Yeah. I mean, look, I think we have we have done away with like every uh every pretense now haven't we i mean this is this is it this gets us there and if we can't have rocket watts watts presented by rocket mortgage then there's something absolutely wrong it's i i i I certainly hope that we are trending towards that soon uh because if we're going to have teams being bought by uh corporations then we absolutely need to have uh players represented by them as well by the way the stanford women's swim coach is the paul a violich director of women's swimming so he's the endowed, sure paul he's the endowed a. Violich guy. is worth a lot more money than uh yeah than v peter thamel so <laughs> yeah, I, I can barely sponsor myself I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. i'm not even presented by me it's presented by credit card debt <laughs> you know, no. Is there an industrial? I mean, we've had some great names in college basketball, right? Is there an industrious parent out there who realizes they've got a great recruit and like renames their son like Pepsi or something like <laughs> Rocket Watts's dad knew what he had. He did. Right? Rock- Rocket Watts is just a phenomenal name for a Detroit point guard. Yeah, I mean, yes. it's just the perfect name. <laughs> it's like the Johnny football of Detroit. Colt and Colt McCoy, right? Yes. Oh, my name yeah. and my son, Colt McCoy. So he's either going to be a rodeo star, a Texas quarterback, <laughs> or a country music singer. Garrett, you have no chance. You can't be like a lawyer and be Colt McCoy. You can't be like Dr. Colt McCoy. No, you are one of those three things. And sure enough, Colt delivered. Yeah, Rocket did. Watts. I wish he played as good as his name. Sometimes I was going to say, yeah. he's got sometimes the name. Okay. He does not have the game. Sometimes. 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 He had sometimes. the game there last week. Only a sophomore, right? Um, anyway, there you go. So we're, we, we have broken a new, uh, ceiling here, dueling, <laughs> dueling mortgage companies trying to, I love it. 
At some point, they're going to have so much money at Michigan State, Izzo's just going to sleep in a bed of $100 bills. It's like, he must have a hell of a mortgage deal. Like, <laughs> what's your mortgage, Tom? By .0001% annually. Uh, they're paying him to pay his mortgage. Yeah, pretty, they pretty much are. Pretty much are. He doesn't, pay, he doesn't make mortgage payments. He collects them. Yeah. <laughs> wholesale retail he's just a mortgage guy now uh all right speaking of people who might need help paying their mortgage actually they he do he won't he is unemployed now uh jeff long the ad at kansas has been uh replaced uh after hiring making the mistake of hiring uh creepy old man les miles um he will receive 1.375 million for his troubles though so shed no tears for jeff long what a job College, college athletics, right? Come in, not do a good job at anything other than cry victim at, at your basketball program, no longer has its bag men, and uh, hire a dude who turns out to be not a good hire, loses all their games, and you get 1.375. I am applying for the Kansas job. You know, Kansas <laughs> fans love me so much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll pay me not. They'll fire me the first day. If I get hired, I'll just immediately get the $1.375 million. Anyway, thoughts on Jeff Long uh, briefly. I think this will probably be the end of Jeff Long that we hear. I don't, I don't, he was always a nice guy to me, but uh, obviously not do such a very good job. At, and he did have, I'll, I'll give him this. He did have some bad luck with football coaches. I mean, Petrino turns out to be a cheating dude, wrecks his motorcycle, and then less. I, I don't, I don't believe, how is he supposed to know these things? Uh, I, I don't know whether you know that per se about Les, but I, I I didn't think the hire of Les Miles was a good at any point in time. I thought Les was well past his prime as a football coach without even knowing any of the rest of the stuff. And I think that that was backed up by what by, by the product on the field at Kansas, which has just been an absolute unmitigated, unbroken string of disasters year after year after year for since they got rid of Mark Mangino. But somebody said, like, the thing to do is it, it, I, we should all aspire to be a fired Kansas athletic administrator, coach, whatever, because Lord have mercy. They're paying a bunch of them and they're paying them a lot of money. And yeah, I mean, that Jeff Long did nothing right at Kansas, did several things wrong, uh, you know, still <laughs> going back to the the overlooked but still uh, epic moment of having the stripper poles at Midnight Madness a couple of years ago. Uh, and then, obviously, yes, the claiming of the victim and the, and the school suing Gatto for money. Uh, it's just, I mean, there, if you're a Kansas fan, you just got to be looking at this. If you're, if you're a rational Kansas fan saying, I am embarrassed by everything about our athletic program. Let's just blow the thing up and start over right now. My thought on Jeff Long is this, like the three of us will like fire the mailman for like creasing a bill. Right. Well, we'll 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 fire anybody like bring them down. We yeah, we, we're, we're firing people week one. We fired Ed Orgeron like six times last year. We'll, we'll fire anybody. I knew Jeff Long was in trouble when Vahe Gregorian and Stuart Mandel, two two gentlemen in our business, they both said he should be fired. I was like, man, he might actually get fired like that. Like this isn't just this isn't just one of us idiots popping off on it. It's uh, it's actually that. But I went down a little rabbit hole as Pat was talking about Petrino. Um, I don't think it was Bobby Petrino's bad luck. You knew you were hiring that. And my well, challenge yes. to Sully is after the uh, after the FCS season ends, if he wants to keep his uh, 
FCS Minute in NPR tones. I think he has to go back and find a collection of Pat's columns about Bobby Petrino and read in those li- in that voice the the best lines um, about Bobby Petrino. I just happened to Google one. <laughs> was it the one when he went to Arkansas? That was one of the meanest things I ever wrote. Yeah, no, I, I didn't find that. I was hoping to, but then I just Pat like ripping his staff. He whacked not only Petrino, but his son, quarterback coach Nick Petrino, his two sons-in-law on staff, and his right-hand stooge, Andy Wagner. <laughs> I was just like, if we could get a collection of Pat ripping Bobby Petrino read in uh, in those somber NPR tones, I think that would be that would be quite a uh, quite a compilation. So this is like podcast fodder in May. Not bad. How mean was the one you wrote when he left for Arkansas, Pat? Oh, yeah. When he when he when they hired him, it was it was it was vicious. And I referred to his dead shark eyes and uh, <laughs> yeah, the con man this, con man that. It was that was a vicious one. That's right. You had a you you're a big con man guy with him, right? That was, I yeah. remember I remember being at a Louisville football game when Petrino was there and Pat was at ESPN, and he asked some. It was kind of a scrum we were doing somewhere. After the game, I can't even remember the game. And I remember Pat asked something and the look on Petrino's face was just like, he's like, yeah, Pat started something like Bobby. And it, he just kind of had this look in his eye and he turned his head real slowly. and was just like, yes, Pat. <laughs> 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 and I was like, oh, this is awesome. He's just had enough. Yeah. It's like, you just smoked, you know, you just beat West Virginia 47 to three. What the hell is Pat going to write bad about this game? I don't know. But he still was like, yes, Pat, you know. See, a lot of a lot of coaches in college athletics are starting to similarly scummy to Bobby Petrino. But they there's at least some charm. Like Bobby Petrino may be the most charmless individual that I've ever encountered in college athletics. So like. He couldn't even like try to like sweet talk Pat or no, he's just like like he was completely incapable of hiding his emotions. Just yeah. Just, I love it. Bobby Petrino sitting there like, what the hell did I do today to deserve you guys ripping on me for five minutes? I didn't even <laughs> some guy who once fired me got fired. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure Jeff Long will not get a Christmas card from Bobby Petrino or Jim Gatto. The suing of Jim Gatto remains the worst act of Kansas ever. I can imagine a favorite oversized coach of ours in Champaign, Illinois, had a few chuckles over Mr. Long's uh, Mr. Oh, Long downfall this oh, week. A lot of, <laughs> no doubt a lot about of people that. enjoying this one. Don't drop the lawsuit. Poor guy. He's literally going to prison for building your Big 12, for, for getting you Big 12 championships, and you're going to sue him. All right. Bracket season is here. Play this year's Yahoo Fantasy 50K Tourney Pick'em Contest. Your chance to win cold, hard cash. The bracket with the highest score will win the grand prize. $10,000 and a Las Vegas getaway. It's free to enter. Some 10,000 people will win cash prize of some sort. Sign up now. Tourney.yahoo.com. Tourney.com. Yahoo.com, and I know I mispronounced Torney or whatever. I don't know. I'm the worst person to read these things. <laughs> so what are the stakes on the four of us in our attorney bracket pick em? Like who what are we what are we wagering? Oh, here, we're gonna guys? do our own little thing. Yeah, we're gonna have our own little uh, you know, just like a race for the case, oh, right? Oh yeah, we've got it. We've, yeah, See, we've this is what Pete it. does. I swear off gambling after his little pick <laughs> cost me two hundred in guard to web. Now here's Pete. 
Well, he's maybe pl- we should wait you some more. Wait you. Yeah. You're the guy trying to like feed cigarettes to a dude. Like, <laughs> just have one drink, one drink. I push mean, your feet. Push just, your feet. I, I am just such a duplicitous huckster trying to get Dan Wetzel to take part in a college basketball pool. Wow. <laughs> the depths I've sunk to. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. This is Dan Wetzel presented by Gambling Debts. <laughs> Uh, my presenting Apple sponsor like uh percent and a half today by the way yeah so, stocks are down. fine i think thank Dive god here's here. here's my free advice for you on your game on, on your uh your bracket dan don't pick duke and don't pick kentucky as we are <laughs> taping this kentucky is 20 minutes away from the off season as well uh they are down 14 at halftime to mississippi state so we're looking at an ncaa tournament without two of the biggest brand names all right. Well, we will we will set the standard, the the system, and the stakes. We are going to tape a show Sunday night. Yes. Off the bracket, you're not going to want to miss it. So Monday morning, when you awaken, a little present will be there for you. Yeah, Our, there will be alcohol involved in that show. I have a funny. Oh feeling. yeah. Yeah. Anything oh, yeah. after 1:30 p.m. is under threat of generally. <laughs> which is why it's one. So we got to get this podcast over. All right, camp <laughs> conference tournament gambling guide. This is a little. Dicey, but I'm going to lead. I'm going to read the favorite. You can either pick the favorite or take an upset. Okay. That's how we'll do this. So we'll get through this. The American AAC Houston, negative 140. You want favorite or you want someone else? I'm taking Houston. Uh, yes, I am too. Absolutely. I always say anytime you're that big of like, there's a reason they're the best team. They've proven it. Yeah. As other, if you want to take upsets, it's when nobody's really the favorite. Uh, ACC. Virginia, plus 240. Pat, you want ACC? You want someone else? Oh, I want Georgia Tech, baby. What what, uh-huh. what are my odds there? A Georgia Tech is 1,000. Bring six straight. Who was first on the Georgia Tech bandwagon, by the way? <laughs> Me. Let's Preseason, I picked him to win a national championship. <laughs> well, I'm taking Georgia Tech on this. Pete, who you got? ACC. Well, Virginia's down at the half of Syracuse. Virginia always pummels Syracuse, but they're down at the half. So that would not be the best thing to bet a, a team that's currently losing. Uh, I'm going to take North Carolina. They're playing well. Okay. Syracuse is plus 5,000. Big 10, Michigan, plus 175. Pete, you want Michigan? You want someone else? I'm going to take Illinois. They're a little pissed off. And uh, who is that masked man, right? What a, what a great story. I'm, I'm with you on Illinois there. Uh, they got the best talent, I think, in the league. Michigan finally wobbled a little at the end of the season. I think they were playing kind of over their heads, frankly. So I'm, I'm going with uh, the Illini. I'm taking U of M. I think the best team. A little stumbles, a few stumbles. But that's all right. That's what you want at this point. Generally, you don't want to win this this event, though. Big 10, you want you kind of want to lose early. Uh, we'll see. All right. Baylor, negative well, 140. In this case, Dan, they're just going to get home to Indianapolis where they're all going to be staying. They are, like, for it's good for weeks, right? Good point. Everyone's going to the same place. Baylor, negative 145 of the Big 12. Uh, Pat, you pick first. Yep. I'm staying with Baylor. Uh, good conference. That's going to be a good tournament, but I think Baylor is definitely the best team and what a tough team they are. Yeah. They're deep. They're big. They're old and they're kind of back in sync after their COVID pause. So, I, I yeah, it, we're going to see Baylor and Gonzaga deep in this tournament. It's, it's, that's my college basketball expert right there. <laughs> picking. The I want to pick Oklahoma State because I really like that team, but they're currently losing to West Virginia by four. I also like West Virginia. I'm not going to pick. I'll take Baylor, uh, but I do. I love watching Oklahoma State. It kind of, a, kind of became my team this year. Cade Cunningham. 
Uh, all right, Big East, Creighton, plus 150. They got their coach back to win the Big East. Pete? No, I don't want Creighton. Uh, that's too much too much tumult there. I also don't think they're very good. Uh, and we'll talk about this more on Sunday. I think the Big East is terrible this year. Like, obviously, nobody's going to pick Villanova because of the Gillespie injury. But I'm just uh, I'm just down on that. Uh, I'm just down on that whole conference right now. <laughs> Give me UConn, baby. UConn. Yeah, that's who I would take too. They're, they're <clears> best hot. defensive team playing well. Yeah, that's easy. <laughs> Give me the Huskies too. I'm taking Mike Anderson and St. John's. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hometown team. Done a good job there. Done a really good job. And uh, every New York guy, all my New York basketball people, I didn't get a New York guy. Got to get one, you know, they all want their New York guys. Mike Anderson rolling in there. They play defense. They're good. Good team. Uh, All right. Pac-12. Both USC and Oregon are plus 200. These are all bad MGM. I guess you can take the two favorites. Which one you want? Who, who do you want? Pat, you're first. Uh, give me USC there. They they have not been a great Pac-12 tournament team, but they've got the talent to do it. Evan Mobley's really good. He's going to be like the second player picked in the draft. And they've got a lot of length and athleticism on that team. Give me the Trojans. Oof. I'll take uh, I'll take Dana Altman every day, all day, over Andy Enfield. Uh, Chris Duarte, and Oregon is playing really well right now, too. Chris Duarte has been uh, one of the revelations of this season. And uh, it feels like Oregon just flushes their roster every year and comes up with, like, a new, better mousetrap. It's it's they're sort of, to me, a remarkable microcosm of modern college basketball. But, man, Dan Altman can coach. Yeah. They're 10-1 and one in, uh, since they're on a 10-1 and one streak. Uh, yeah. I, I go with Oregon also. He is a very, very good coach. Alabama is the favorite in the SEC, plus 250. This is basketball, mind you. Woo pig suey. Give me Arkansas. Red hot, Ooh. athletic, talented. Got a lottery pick uh, freshman, Moses Moody. I like that team a lot. They're fun to watch. And here's, you know, you want to talk about what's missing with not having a full gym. The SEC tournament in the 90s was the best thing because when the Hogs were rolling and Kentucky was rolling and it was Nolan Richardson and Rick Bettino pressing the daylights out of everyone else, the Hog fans showed up and that tournament rocked. It would be 50% Kentucky fans, 40% Arkansas fans, and the whole rest of the league was the other 10%. And that place was so fun, so energized when those two teams were really good. Uh, I feel this tournament could have had at least the Arkansas injection of enthusiasm the kentucky fans know they're beaten down but the arkansas fans would have showed up in mass for the first time in two three decades and it's too bad they're not there so just to torture sully i'm going to take tennessee massively underachieving tennessee sitting there as the as as the four seed they're obviously 10 and 7 in the league and have have underachieved i just think they have so much talent and so many good young players who've come a long way I really uh, I like their matchup with uh, with Florida or Vandy uh, on Friday, and then uh, I think they can beat Bama. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the Vols. I'm about to say Tennessee hasn't won a tournament since 1979 for a reason. That place is a house <laughs> of horrors. I, I salute you, sir. That that's some that's a gritty pick to say the least. But Tennessee could be like, like is going to end up like a six seed or something and not that low, but like, and then, then they're going to win games. You're going to be like, what happened? Well, it's like, well, they were actually good all along. Tennessee too inconsistent for me. I'm going to go with Pat and take the hogs. They've not lost since January 30th. A couple games canceled, beat Alabama by 15 in one of the more impressive victories of the season. That was a game too. talk about no fans. 
You got Bud Walton cranking, which you haven't seen in a long time, and they totally would have been cranking this year with this team, very exciting team. That would have been a fun, just phenomenal. We lost out on that. So I think Arkansas wins this thing. Uh, all right. Those are our picks. Time for the FCS Degenerate Minute. Welcome to the FCS Degenerate Minute. We prayed for a wild weekend and the football gods delivered. Number one, JMU's fourth quarter comeback. Jackson State's goal line stand over Grambling. Presbyterian's gritty cover over Gardner-Webb. This week we're headed back to the Pioneer League. Moorhead State versus Presbyterian. The Eagles were blanked by James Madison 52 to nothing in their opener, but who cares? Take the six and a half, beat the Blue Hose. Spite bet this week, fellas. <laughs> All right, look at I am not getting involved in anything with the Blue Hose. I, I, I have it's it, the personal animosity to that whole situation last week. <laughs> I'm going to overrule you on this, and we're going to go with two ranked teams that are actually good. The whole point of this is to celebrate. Okay. Nichols, I see the Nichols Colonels, number seven. They're at number 12, Sam Houston State Bearcats, which I always like because they don't spell cat the right way. Sam Houston State, you don't even know how to spell cat. (laughs) They throw a K in there, right? For the the C. Yeah, Yeah. it's a K. Learn how to spell. How do you pass your SAT if you can't even spell cat? Anyway, Bearcats are negative two and a half. Games on ESPN. Plus, of course, will I be watching? Eh, probably. <laughs> Pat, isn't Nichols and Thibodeau? It is. What was the story they told us oh. when we went to Manning Academy that year about that the, the guy celebrating I'm the ready to tell tournament? It. Yes, yes. That's 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 key to my pick here. It's key to oh, my selection. Go ahead and all right, pick. Yeah, I want, uh, then if you're going to tell the story, I don't want I don't want to get in the way. Both feet jumping in on Nichols. First of all. Let me remind everybody that I am 3-0 and picking the uh, FCS games. And the reason I am 3-0 and is because I am applying the ex- sort of logic that I'm pl- putting into this. I am picking Nichols because folklore has it from like sometime in the 90s. Basketball coach Ricky Broussard was in this restaurant bar establishment where we ate lunch when we went to the Manning Passing Academy. And they were celebrating a big victory and Ricky Broussard like got on a table and jumped and caught his ring finger on a beam above and his finger was removed from his body. It was pulled <laughs> off of his hand. Ricky Broussard lost a finger after a big win in this place. I don't remember the name of the place. And that's why so you know by one? he it didn't end his career. He kept coaching with nine fingers. So that if you got that kind of toughness at Nichols, I am picking Nichols. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't wear your wedding ring. <laughs> this goes back to previous discussion. When do you get used to it? Never for Ricky Boussard. That's right. <laughs> we, sh- we should stress that the story is completely unconfirmed and uncorroborated. The story's got a lot of... I don't know what year... What place? <laughs> what finger? <laughs> At least you have a name. <laughs> what in the God? That, that story took a bad turn. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I did not have a queasy stomach normally, but that is horrific. I think the proprietor of the establishment told us that story. He did. That right? Yes. Yes. Our friend <clears throat> Jeff Duncan would uh, would would know the name of the restaurant. It was good barbecue. Uh, oh, good it was, spot. It was, 
Good stuff. I'm taking Sam Houston. They're going to kill him. Uh, Casey Keeler is the coach there. He's at Delaware for all those years. Won a title, made a bunch of title games. Sam Houston, that's where Phil Longo was calling plays before his rise uh, up. They go fast. They've got a great quarterback, and they score a lot of points and gain a lot of yards. So Pat can take Ricky Broussard's finger and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> was it Big Mike's Barbecue Smokehouse? Uh, I don't this think so. This like I did. four years ago. Yeah, it was a fate. I mean, they were big on the fried fish. I remember that. But like the Mannings go in there all the time and hang out during the Manning Passing Academy. It's it's it, it, and so does everybody else that goes to it's the Manning the place Cat- to Passing Academy. Yeah. yeah, apparently. So what happened to the finger? Did they reattach? Is it no? Like, I don't show think up so. In a, I don't think they reattached. Finger platter it's still in the ceiling. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst story I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I thought the story was like. He was celebrating their NCAA tournament bid because they only I made it. I think like that might have been it. That might have been oh, it. Oh, imagine if uh, CBS had caught that on the like the look-in <laughs> show. One shining moment. Oh. <laughs> I am I am looking right now at a picture of Ricky Broussard, and he is missing a finger. So what? <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I'm serious. You can't laugh that hard at a missing finger, Sully. <laughs> I actually tried to track him down at some point and got a number yeah. for him. And he, I think I he's a radio guy, but he was in like the Bahamas and I never got him. I just thought that was a that was a ridiculous story. So yeah, it was like the, the greatest tragic, probably completely apocryphal story. But he is missing it's a finger. Assisting- we know that. Huh. So I think it's on the, the right, right hand ring finger. Now he's like he covers up the hand a lot of the time. In the I picture. see he's covering it up. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> see? See? I, I don't, I'm sorry for laughing about this. I just this whole story is so stunning. This is not funny, but oh my god! <laughs> when we're taping this podcast in hell in fifty years, the Ricky Broussard story is going to be why. My apologies, Ricky. I really am. I, I it's classless, but I just this whole thing just took a whole show took a turn. Yeah, had had to drop that one on you. I'm I'm taking Sam Easton State. Clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose. Bet on the Texas team. All right, I'm still just rattled. Uh, <laughs> I'm just rattled. Any listeners uh, who, who are hearing this who can confirm the very sad story of the demise of Ricky Broussard's finger and will forgive us <laughs> for perhaps chuckling about it. Um, Pete acting like he's now all of a sudden concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, it's like I lost a finger. <laughs> no, you're insensitive. You know, if you were all as sensitive as I was, I am. Yeah. Yes. If I lost a finger at a bar after an NCAA tournament bid, I, I hope you guys would laugh at me. So that, <laughs> that, maybe that's just me. But the fact that that's possible, Sully, makes you you, you know, like that's not a completely con- wild scenario. I worked construction with a guy who lost two fingers in a punch press. And that, Yikes. It's not a fun thing. It's no. not a fun thing. No. You, no. you think like maybe you don't need it, but you do. It's just terrible. <laughs> I mean, you think maybe you I actually think I need all 10. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy well, with all obviously 10. Obviously, you can operate I, with less. I intend to keep a good all 10. That's my I aspiration. do not want to lose a finger. Careful with the punch presses, man. Uh, not a good thing. Just not a good thing. Anyway, I, this is just what the hell. You never know where this podcast is going. <laughs> just wait till we're all drunk on Sunday night. Uh, yeah. Talk to you all on Monday. Get ready, baby. March Madness.